Grace is a concept that has always been understood as the unmerited favor or help from a system or from someone stronger than you or higher than you in ranking. In Christianity, grace is defined as God's favor and ability to move forward and make progress despite the impossibility of the situation. The Bible tells us God opposes the proud but gives more grace to the humble. Here is key. Your attitude matters a great deal. The scripture we just read above proves to us that pride comes before downfall as God opposes the proud, but more grace is obtained through humility. Emphasis on the word attitude. That's why your attitude determines your altitude. Listen to this message on attitude and fly. God bless you. Hallelujah. Today we're going to talk about attitude. Write it down. Attitude. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17 verse 28. The Bible says, For in him we live and move and have our being. In him. Brothers and sisters, outside of Christ we can do nothing. We keep saying this thing, it is not by strength nor by might. But we like pushing our might. If you are not living, go back in him. Because it says in him we live. If you feel stuck, go back in him. In him we move. Life is bitter. In him we have our being. Praise God. Write this down. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. The Bible says... For we wrestle, not against flesh and blood. For you to win this battle, you can only win in him. Because it is not against flesh and blood. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is not against flesh and blood. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 to 30. He says, Take up my yoke upon you and learn from me. See, the word yoke there means... I will tell you what to do. And it's, and going, it's going to be, to be heavy. heavy. But, but do it, do it because, because I say. I say. It says, says, my, my yoke. yoke. I, will I will show you. Look at, look verse, at verse 30. It says, for, my, for my yoke, yoke is, is, is I'll, I'll show, show you how, you how to, carry to carry it. it. But, it's but it's heavy, heavy anyway. So, so do, do what, what I say. say. You do. You do. Praise, Praise God. God. What is what your attitude? Towards. The things, the things of, of God, God and the plans of God, God in, your in your life. Philippians chapter 14, chapter 4, verse 13. Chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible, the Bible says, For I can, I can do all things through Christ. Christ. That, that means, means without, without him, him, you cannot, you cannot do, do all, all things. things. You can, you do, can some do some things, but not, but not all things. things. But if but you want to do all things, it is through him. Praise God. Now, this is, this the, is question. the question. Write this, Write this down. down. Between, Between you, you and, and Jesus, who controls, who controls your life? life? Between you and Jesus, who controls your life? Who has the say in your life? We, <laughs> we sing this song. Who has the final say? Jehovah. Is it really Jehovah who has the final say? Or you invite him once in a while to say something. John chapter 3, verse 30. John chapter 3, verse 30. 
Look at the attitude of this man. That's why Jesus says, of all men born of women, there's no one. Look at what he says. He says, now they, they came to tell him, hey, you see the guy you baptized there, you know, he's, he's, he's now also baptizing, he's working miracles. Look at his attitude. He says, he must become greater and I must decrease. Is this your attitude toward God's plans? Do you decrease your plans to let God's plans rise? This is why I ask you the question, who has the upper hand? You or Christ? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. You see, some situations are there to teach you, to make you learn something. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8, the Bible says, Jesus, though he was the son of God, he learned obedience. He learned obedience through what he suffered. He was the son of God. But the Bible says he learned obedience through what he suffered. Some of you are trying to skip a situation where God is giving you an opportunity to learn. Write this down. Your faith cannot grow unless in the soil of challenges. Is the devil attacking you? Yes, of course. The Lord has already said he will not send any evil against you. But you see, it's a planned and calculated attack. The Lord has trained you enough. So he knows, go ahead, attack him. I've given him enough wisdom. This is why I feel sorry for those who do not come to the house of God to get instruction. Praise God. Matthew 19, verse 26. See, that obedience learned, it, it taught Jesus how to do things God's way. That's why later he says, what I see the Father do, I do. Look at what he says here. Jesus says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but with God, how many things are possible? All things. You know it is usually done this way, but God has told you, don't do it that way. Do it this way. With man it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. The Lord will not let you do, or will not call you to do, what he knows you can't. Praise God. So he's, if he's telling you to wait, he knows you can wait. If he's telling you to go, he knows that you can go. What is the Lord telling you? Write this down. The promises of God, they require you to become, the promises of God will require you to become a certain type of person before you can fully use them in some ways. And this is what we're talking about. Attitude. Remember Isaiah 55 verse 8. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. It's different. Praise God. James chapter 4. Here is now where we start looking at your attitude. James chapter 4 verse 6. The Bible says, but he gives more grace. He gives us more grace. This is why the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to who? The humble. See, I'm telling you, some situations are opportunities for you to humble yourself before God. God gave you an opportunity because he wants to give you grace. That's why he was putting you in a situation where you humble yourself. But you see, we try to skip this thing. Go and sit there. Me. No, 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 no. After all that I've done, God is trying to give you an opportunity to humble yourself so that he can give you more grace. But you see, the attitude. Sometimes we know too much that we know. <laughs> Praise God. Clearly, point by point, listen to what the Lord was telling me. He says, the challenges you are facing, they are an opportunity to humble yourself before the Lord. Proverbs 16, verse 18. Proverbs 16, verse 18. 
I want this, I want us to read this all together. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, please share with him. Proverbs 16, verse 18. Are you there? Let us read. One, two, go. See that? Price goes before what? Destruction. To see someone who is about to be destroyed, don't go far. Just look at their attitude. You can tell where they're going. You know, sometimes we bind and cast out devils and yet we are the problem. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what is your attitude towards God? We know that Moses was mightily used by God, isn't it? Go to Numbers. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. <laughs> These are the secrets. Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. The Bible says, now Moses was the most humble man on the face of the earth. Not that he didn't have strength. Humility is not weakness. <laughs> Write that down. Humility is not weakness. People may think you are weak. Let them think you are weak. But humility is not weakness. Moses was more educated than all the Israelites he was leading. Remember, he was a prince before he became their leader. But still, the Bible says, even though he had all this knowledge, he was the most humble. Let's see what that did for him. Now, the same book, go to chapter 14. Remember, he gives more grace to the humble. But he himself resists the proud. You can imagine if the Lord is resisting you. Who will pray for you? <laughs> Who will pray for you? And this is why. Check your heart. Now let's start from verse 1. We're going to read verse 1 all the way to 6. The Bible says, That night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us in this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken away. <laughs> it would have been better for us to go back to Egypt. And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Now, look, Moses helped these people, took them out of Egypt. Moses took them through the Red Sea. But now it got to a point, the Lord was telling Moses, go this way, turn back this way, stay here. The people thought, Moses, what are you doing? You know, we, we followed you and now we feel we are stuck. What's wrong? And they said, no, you know, we, we should change things here. But what is important, I want you to see the attitude of a few people, including Moses. Go to verse 6, the same. Look, the Bible says, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, who are among those who had experienced the land, tore their clothes and said, <laughs> you know, said, hey guys, what are you, this is Moses. Skip. Go on to verse, now, go to verse 10. Same chapter. The Bible says, but the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Tell your neighbor, when you're on God's side, you might get in trouble. Tell me one wrong that Moses did to these people. 
that deserves stoning. Tell me one wrong that Caleb and Joshua did to the people that deserves stoning. Now before even we continue there, write this down. Isaiah 44, 26. The Bible says God carries out the words of his servants. Do you know that Moses could have cursed those people and it would work? Moses could have literally just said, you guys have suffered for you and this is how you repay me. I curse all of you. And it could work. We've seen it in the life of Elijah. But look at Moses' attitude towards these people who wanted to kill him. Let's go on reading. Verse 11. <laughs> the Lord said to Moses, now Numbers, the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they raise, <laughs> you know, refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I've performed among them, I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a stronger and greater nation than them. Skip to verse 13. This is where we see. Now look at Moses' response. Moses says, Then Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power you brought these people up out of Egypt. And they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard that the Lord with all these people, they have already heard that you are with them and have been seen face to face. Then the that the cloud is staying over them and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud day and night. 15. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who heard about your report will say, Look, these are people trying to kill him. They have plotted against him. God has given him a promise. Moses, you know what? I want to destroy all these people and make you a great nation. But Moses prays for them. He says, Lord, if you destroy them, what will the other nations say about you and these people? You promised them that you'll bring them to the land. You promised them. What is your attitude towards those who don't like you? What is your attitude? What is your attitude towards those who are against you, what is your attitude? Remember, I keep telling you, God will not send a man who is not prepared. And part of the preparation is your heart. There are levels you get with God. If you cry because of something or someone, God himself takes charge. But then now since some know that, well, you know what, if I cry, God will take charge. <laughs> You've made me cry. I'm going to cry before the Lord. See, there's a heart of vengeance. God is like, no, no, not yet. Some of you, your own families are opposing what you're doing. Don't you understand that? Look, I want you to write this thing again. What you're going through now is training. It's training. The people who should understand you are the ones opposing you. Don't you get it? It's training. They love you so much, very much. But they're still opposing you. It's training. God wants to see, will you hate them or will you love them even though they oppose you? Because if you can already hate a person you love, imagine a person you never knew. <laughs> so you talk to some people, you hear, you know, my dad, if he can do that to his, what about you? No, his own dad already. Ask your neighbor, do you love me? 
Are you sure? <laughs> Even if I oppose you, you will still love me. Huh? No, what is your attitude? Jesus told us to pray for our enemies, isn't it? What kind of prayer do you pray? Huh? Oh, Father, let them die so that they may know you are God in my life. See? <laughs> Yet the Bible has told you he will set a table in front of who? Your enemies. God doesn't want them to die. But you see, if a man of God comes with such prayers, you say, ah, this man of God is too nice. These people are using witchcraft over you. <laughs> Burn them with fire. <laughs> what is your attitude? Do you know that there was a time you were an enemy of God? Do you know that? But the Bible says, even before we loved him, he loved us. When we were in sin and in trouble, we opposed all the things that were going against God. He still loved us. That's why the Bible tells you, be imitators of who? God. Look, I don't know about your life, but mine, if God was to repay me for what I did, <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably have a special place in hell, you know. Now I'm telling you, I know myself. If God was to just take my past and put it there and say, I'm going to pay you for everything. But even with these things, he loved me. I want you to see something. Now, same book. Verse 20. Let's look at verse 20 and 21. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you have asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I, have, <laughs> as I live, as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the earth. Verse 22. Not one of those who saw my glory and the signs in the wilderness but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times not one of them will see the land now here I want you to notice Moses never asked God to punish them but you see our Bible says the Lord is just isn't it go to verse 5 same chapter now here look at Moses attitude the Bible says, then Moses and Aaron fell first down in front of who? The assembly. This is not before God. These are the same people who are trying to kill them. But they fell face front. Moses, the great man of God, he laid down. This is the same man who could have called a curse on them and says, I curse you all right now. And it would work. He laid down. Will you lay down to save the life of your enemy? Are you willing to lay down? To leave that vengeance alone. That's why you see I showed you a verse. The Bible says God opposes the proud. But he gives what? Grace to the humble. He knows that I can increase the grace for this one. He won't look for vengeance. He will actually call them together. He will pray for them. Brothers and sisters, you want to see the glory of God. The Bible says follow them who through faith have obtained. See what Moses did. Do what he did. Praise God. Praise God. Now, for the sake of it, you're going to read the whole chapter at home. But you'll find that <laughs> even after God forgave these people, they continued in their thoughts. If you read from verse 28 all the way through, 
The Bible says they went and cried and cried and cried before God. Because Moses came and told them, guys, God is angry with you. You shouldn't have done that. God is angry. So they went and cried and cried. And then they said, okay, now we are ready to go where God is telling us to go. But God had given a new instruction. He told them, sit down. He said, no, 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 let's go back where God was leading us. Write this down. Walk by every instruction of the moment. The Lord indeed had told them to go this way. But when they disobeyed, God told them, okay, now stop and turn back. But they refused. They said, no, God had already told us before that we are going this way. So let's continue. Sometimes the people who you pray for might not respond the way you want. That's what God wants to teach you there. They hurt you. You forgave them. You even prayed for them. But they still responded badly. It is training. How many times did the Lord forgive you? So how come <laughs> you have given them three chances? <laughs> if they do that for the third time, <laughs> me, they will know me. Tell your neighbor attitude. This question is a rhetoric question, a thinking question. If you die, who loses? You or God? Then, who is supposed to follow who? If you answer that question honestly, <laughs> you have just located yourself. If you die, who loses? You or God? The Lord is my... David is called <clears throat> a man after God's heart, isn't it? Matthew 23, verse 12. I want us to see something about David. But before we go on to the life of David, Matthew 23, verse 12. The Bible says, For those who exalt themselves will be what? Humble. And those who humble themselves will be what? Exalted. Look, your situation is coming to humble you so that God can exalt you. Praise God. The Bible says God works in different ways. The exalting you was to begin by the humbling you. Have you ever seen people told you, keep quiet, your ideas are not good. Then they went and tried and then they failed and then they came back. Uh, we are sorry. <laughs> Can you come and help us? You see how much honor God wants to give you? This is why you see the great men of God in the Bible. They say, this is what the Lord has said. Oh, no, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and they'd hit the wall and then come back. Okay, now we are ready to listen to God. <laughs> now let's go this way. Some of you the Lord is making that family not pay attention to you now. Because that's the plan to lift you. David, the man after God's heart, his own family, when Saul, the prophet, came to anoint a king, even his own father didn't recognize him. It had to take the prophet to tell him no. Among the children who are here, there's one who's not here. That means even his own father didn't believe. 
king, this one, king. Uh, <laughs> you know, they brought out those who looked good. You know, the, the Bible says Eliab, his brother, he was built, you know. Even the prophet himself looked at him and said, this is surely the man the Lord has taken as king. That's why you see, your family is not paying attention to what you're doing. Tell your neighbor, it is God's plan. <laughs> you see, they will use all their strength and knowledge, and then when they finish, God says, call for so and so, and let him do this. Praise God. And now God has lifted you in honor. Now who will argue with you? Who will argue? The Lord has told them, you see so and so, yes, go and call them. Let them do this. Who will argue with you? But you see, your attitude. <laughs> Praise God. Now, another lesson here. Second Samuel. Chapter 16. Verse 5 all the way to 14. Now, because of time, we're not going to read everything. But if you read the previous chapters, here you see why God called him a man after my heart. Now, here David was in trouble with God. He'd done something that the Lord didn't want him to do. The Lord was punishing him. That's why, be careful, be careful how you react to how God is punishing the people who hurt you. The Bible says, if you start rejoicing, the Lord might forget the punishment and lift them. <laughs> you know they say this about me. Look where they are today. God will pick them up. David was in trouble here. He had done something wrong against the Lord. Let us look at what happened. Verse 5. As King David approached Baurim, a man from the same clan of Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shimei, son of Gera. And he cursed <laughs> and he came out. He pelted David and all the king's officials with stones. Though all the troops and the special guards of David were on his right and left, he cursed. Shimei said, get out of here, get out, you murderer, you squandrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the house of Saul. In whose place you have now reigned, the Lord has given you the kingdom in into the, into the hands of your son. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a murderer. Now, verse 9. Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? Let me go over and cut off his head. See, David was still a king. He still had power. But look, verse 10. But the king said, What does it have to do with you? son of Zeruiah. If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, curse David. Who can ask, why is he doing this? Verse 11, Then David said to Abishai and all his officials, My son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. How much more this Benjamin? Leave him alone. Let him curse. For the Lord told him, This is a man who has power. 
The Bible says as he's doing this, he has bodyguards. He can just order, kill him. But you see his attitude towards an enemy. Verse 13. So David and his men continued along the road while Shimei was going along the hillside opposite them, cursing as they went and throwing stones at him and showering him with dust. Anatupia rice mchanga. No, go and try it. Kenyatta is passing, you take sand, you... <laughs> but David did nothing. He just kept quiet. Let him, leave him alone. Let him do what he's doing. Ask your neighbor, what is your attitude towards your enemies? I want them to give you an answer. After the Lord lifts you, will you shake their hand? <laughs> I never want to see you in this house again. You. You know, some of you will take care of the families of your enemies. You know that. Now, if you have a problem with the father, what do, what do these children have to do with you? What's the problem? And now the Lord will bless you for you to take care of that family so that themselves may see the mistake their father or the leader did. But the Lord is looking at your attitude. This person who didn't give you food when you are living with them, Will you sign the documents of his children who have to pass by you? Will you sign that document? You know, your father used to give me ugali and salt. <laughs> then you are coming to me to sign. No. <laughs> you also go and eat your own salt. Attitude. Tell your neighbor, God opposes the proud. So he will not make you proud. Tell them, so he will not make you proud. He will humble you, even if it's painful. Until you are dead. A dead person has no feeling. Oh, you have offended me? I still love you. God bless you. And I'm praying for you, by the way, you know. <laughs> even your enemy will be confused, isn't it? Like, seriously. That's what God is waiting for. Now, remember, I told you from the very beginning, this was a compliment. The Lord did a great job here. As I was praying behind there, the Lord told me, what I needed to do is done. But this message was for someone. Now, whoever this person is, I don't know. But the Lord said, check your attitude. Praise God. With that being said, bow your heads, we're going to pray. You have already received your miracle. Thank God. Declarations have been made by the men of God who ministered here. Thank God for that. But he has given you a message today. Your attitude. Check your attitude. Because there are trainings and tests that are going on around your life. Check your attitude. And he's specifically saying... Keep your composure. Maintain your composure. Because it is but for a time. Thank you Lord Jesus. It is but for a time. So maintain your composure. 
Wherever you are, pray to the Lord. Tell him, God, give me a heart. Give me a heart that will be able to stand these destined trials. If you're listening to this podcast and you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd like to give you this opportunity. The Bible says that who can overcome the world? Only him who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I'd like you to pray with me that you may be part of this family. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I recognize that I'm a sinner. But I thank you that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins today and I receive you, Jesus Christ, as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm now born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, believer, if you pray that prayer with us, according to the Bible, you are born again. That means in John chapter 1 verse 12, you have received the right to become a child of God. Now that you are a child of God, we'd encourage you to get a Bible and read more about the one whom you have believed in, who is Jesus Christ. And we'd encourage you also to be part of um, a Bible-based church, a church that believes in the Bible and preaches the Bible. If you can find a church around you or near you, you may follow us through the link below. Thank you and God bless you.